previously on Fantastic Worlds Podcast. Uh, Manette, you are awoken by a door to the home of Nadia, and there's a note on the table in the center of the room where you are all sleeping. My mother told me of a tomb not too far from here. That was the burial site for the Lenorum kings. I'd like to help you if we could. She's not super cool with bringing people back from the dead. Her child was stolen because, you know, these wicked witches are interfering in the natural lifespan of the people here. <laughs> I'm fighting the temptation to scream, Capri! <laughs> oh, yeah. Strange openings with all kinds of symbols all over them, just popping up in the middle of a snowy tundra. Let's go. It's skeletal maw eerily babbling as the creature's claws manifest from the darkness. Its babbling gets louder and louder. I don't know. I felt like I was able to disrupt it somehow. It was it was really cool. All beans. I wanted to read them. Hey there, world travelers. This is Angel, uh, the genius behind Abraxas. Uh, and as you know, we have been running a giveaway for the month of November. So we have searched, we have sifted through every message we can find just to get our winners. And here we go. So before the big reveal, though, I would like to thank all of you who participated in the hashtag Worlds Traveler giveaway. But our big winners are Eden Harvey on Instagram, and our winners on Twitter are Alex Chilver, Jen Bethel, and Thomas Ambrose. So congratulations. Thank you for participating. We will reach out to y'all via direct message to coordinate your prize. I hope you've had a chance to pick out your favorite shirt on our merch page. If you head over to Fantastic World's pod dot com you will see a link conveniently labeled merch so you may want to peruse if you haven't done so already to pick out your favorite shirt and before we begin our episode i suppose i can give you a little bit more background on abraxas now as you know abraxas uh, kind of has an obsession with food so where does this obsession come from Originally, when I was putting the character together, and I think I mentioned this in one of the episodes where I was uh, looking at different wolf documentaries on Netflix, and on one of them, there was one where uh, I had a thing with the two two pups and how the the mom would spend time, you know, hunting for food, uh, getting food, but there was some where there was such a large gap where, and I'm sure it was built in as part of the documentary drama where hey, are they going to make it through, um, you know, the the harsh seasons? So I had that kind of in the back of my mind by the time we first started playing. I also kind of like the idea because it's kind of a little uh, callback to my uh, Latino upbringing where uh, food was a very, it's a very big part of, of my childhood where even still to this day as an adult, 
I can still go over to my mom's house. And, you know, one of the first things she, you know, that she says is, hey, ya comiste? Have you eaten already? And even if I say, yes, I've, I've already eaten, she just makes a beeline to the kitchen to kind of put something together. So I wanted that same kind of thing for a Braxis where I, you know, pictured uh, his mom making sure uh, he and his siblings, you know, the other litter had enough to eat or knew when times were scarce that, you know, the importance of making sure to, to eat. So, you know, did you eat the whole elk? You know, don't waste any of that caribou. So I've, I already had that kind of pictured when I started playing and I just kind of ran with it and it just kind of seemed right. So I think I'm just going to continue Abraxas thinking with his stomach or uh, even in the heat of battle, always being able to pay attention to delicious smells or wondering what the foe might taste like. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to continue with that, uh, that trend there. So, as far as this episode, this is our second part of our holiday special. Uh, Kay is still out, but uh, fear not, uh, Odessa and Kay fans, she'll be back in next week. And of course, we've missed her and are um, excited to have her back. And so, let's continue on with episode number 18, Pyramid Scheme. How does Manette feel about... uh? The fact that all of a sudden there's this Assyrian, like, looking tomb up in the middle of Irison. The fact that she got staggered, literally, is a pretty good indicator of how freaking excited and, like, kind of freaked out, kind of weirded out now that she's sort of coming down from that, like, crazy excitement. <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of like, this is weird, and now I'm going to question it. I wasn't questioning it at first because I was so jized, but now I'm kind of like... <laughs> jized? <laughs> it's a weird way of saying excited. <laughs> jazzed. Let's say jazzed. Jazzed is good. Let's stick with us to that. <laughs> yeah, 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 you just got the headband on so we can start jazzercise, even. <laughs> <laughs> and one and two. Yeah. No, she she's beyond excited and now sort of freaked out now that everything is on the come down right now that we've been attacked by a giant undead thing she's yeah, kind of back, yeah. she's kind of back down oh, to gosh. earth now <laughs> <laughs> exactly undead <laughs> what about the rest of you what do you how do you guys feel about this uh temple of doom so to speak well i think it's cool to explore like different areas so I don't think we've, have we done like a cave crawl? I don't think we have, now that I think about it. No, we've been Not yet. out in the wilderness. So it's kind of cool. I mean, Abraxas loses his cool, cold weather buffs and his mountainous and hilly terrain buffs. But I did tell you I was going to do that at some point. I'm picturing that he's been in his fair share of caves, but not very frequently, but it's not his first one. But again, he's all about exploration. So this is somewhere new. He hasn't been in a cavern forever. I mean, it is dark. He doesn't have dark vision. He has uh, low light vision. So it's that whole kind of exploration thing where he's excited. He saw Pippa disrupt the undead, which he flippin' hates. So he's geeking out that she can do that and <laughs> is like, sweet. Pippa can totally do that. That's awesome. I wish I could do that, but that's cool that she can do that. It almost feels like right now Pippa could do more to disrupt a dead, a dead than uh, than uh, our paladin. Yeah. Right? 
I was going to say, that's the funny thing is like, this is sort of what paladins are built for is battling undead. I'm, I'm not necessarily super adept at that, even though, I mean, I was able to smite it, but that's a once per day thing and that thing is gone now. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes from here on out. So hopefully we don't encounter any more. Or yes. if we do, I'll take care of them. Oh, nice. yeah. Undead in a giant tomb? That doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> She's also geeking out that she can do that. Like, that's that's really cool. Uh, ever since she encountered those uh, frost skeletons and then those zombies uh, back at the High Sentinel Lodge, she's been really afraid of them. That is featured heavily in her nightmares. And maybe the, maybe it's because of that that she can do this, uh, because she, is, she has spent so much of her time going over those moments again and again and again in her nightmares that uh, she can do this now. And so she's just pretty stoked about it. She thinks that's great. That's cool. I think right now, though, the the really at the forefront of her mind, though, is what Nadia intends to do in this cave, which has proved to be so far a fairly magical cave. That's That's starting to make her more nervous than it already did. What Nadia hopes to accomplish in this tomb is is already becoming more possible. Anyway, so she's just kind of really starting to brace herself for a confrontation there. Yeah, yeah kind of a freaky sense. prospect. Mm-hmm. When we last left you all, you had ventured into a room where you find tools and notes placed upon the chamber's broad stone work tables with apparent significance and precision. The, the impression you get is that this room almost seems to be mathematically in perfect order. Everything seems to be in the right spot. If there was a feng shui version of mathematics, this would be it. And that's how apparent it is, is you guys are actually seeing this. Everything seems to be mathematically perfect. You look around the room and you see several sarcophagi lie along the walls, surrounded by dusty models, urns, and statues. In the northeast corner, you do see a disorderly campsite, and it mars the mathematic beauty of the room. It just does, seems like it's not supposed to be there. I think... Pippa should. I mean, yeah, I think uh, it's time to time to bring out my old trap finding skliz. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out for those suspended logs there, Pippa. Oh, like you know how I they love to come after us. Forget to look for those again. <laughs> <laughs> Even underground, you really never that's know. Our, that's our major source of paranoia in this party: is suspended logs. <laughs> it was very upsetting. Okay, so that is going to be an 18 on Perception. You don't see anything that you would identify as a trap. You've said that before. (laughs) (laughs) And if you fail a roll, I will always say that. And if you pass a roll, I will always say that if there are no traps. Because you're a monster. I understand. It's the internal joy I have for this game. I'll go check it out. Let's let's take a look. If you give the all clear, Pippa, I'll, allow me to go first. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything that's giving me pause, but but yeah, if you want to go first, that's fine. All right, you go to one end of the room, I will go to the other, and then I think we should split into, like, me and Nadia could go one way and you and Abraxas could go the other. Paw around the room, carefully. <laughs> I will paw carefully. Blow dust off things. Yeah, big... D- <sighs> Pippa is very disturbed, by the way, by the just kind of mathematical precision of of just the layout. Like it's just she's a she's a chaotic creature. Like this this kind of complete rigid orderliness just really freaks her out. So as they're moving around, she's just poking things, 
just ever so slightly off kilter <laughs> to the side, <laughs> moving them out of alignment. They're just kind of like, ugh, I can't. <laughs> I can't even. I it looks so good in here. Gross. I am experiencing white <laughs> hobbit levels of can't even. Halfling, don't sue us. <laughs> yes, please don't sue us. We don't have the money. So what do each of you want to look at? Let's... The camp. Roll me a survival to check there, Abraxas. Will do. That would be a total of 24. You look at the campsite and it seems like a ramshackle gathering of materials used to create a makeshift camping area. When you start going everything, you realize like it's it's not like a professional camping site. What it is is maybe gear gathered from different areas in the tomb to make this little camp and this little like bed. You see kind of like a straw and a sheet. This might actually have been what True Art used to put together to live in the tomb because he didn't know how long he was going to be there and unfortunately it was for all of his life. This was his bedroom, so to speak. Poor guy. What a sad, disorganized man. Look at this half-assed job. Manette, in contrast to Pippa, is very giddy by all this. Again, just constantly giddy and also freaked out, but giddy. And is just pawing around at everything, kind of going like, I don't know what to look at first. I've never been inside a... uh." I think I'm going to investigate the sarcophagus that's right in front of me. All of them are half open, uh, which is an interesting look because it appears to be intentional. Roll me a knowledge nobles. I got a natural 20. (laughs) Nice. Well, the the DC was 20 anyway, so here we go. Whoa. Uh, You know this seems to be a weird combination of burial rituals between Assyrian nobles and Lenorum. The bottom half of the body is covered, while the top part seems to be open to the room. Glass eyes are inserted to replace the human eyes, and they seem to be staring at the ceiling above them. The ceiling itself seems awash with Lenorm, each placed in view of the eyes in each sarcophagi. Abraxas, I think at some point you guys kind of come together and talk after exploring the room, and you realize these Lenorm are most likely representations of the different Lenorm those nobles have slain. Okay, I'm not going to fiddle with them too much because obviously I wouldn't mess with the dead. (laughs) Um, I think I will try to investigate these tables. Is there anything of interest? It just seems to be directions on like how to properly prepare a body for... It's basically funeral rites kind of things. Embalming, removing of organs and stuff like that. It's really interesting because it seems to be a weird combination of rules you are very familiar with, Assyrian burial rites uh, for nobles. But at the same time, it seems to have this weird Lenorum alternate guideline. Really weird to see this combination of both. And, you know, what's really weird is like half the body is wrapped in ribbons and then the other half is open to the open to the room. It's just really interesting. So much work for dead bodies. I don't know. The whole pomp and circumstance around dying. Yes, seems a little unnecessary, but to each their own. I don't know about you guys, but I hope to be buried. Not this way. I want my own eyes. But but if someone could bury me in my nicest dress and maybe put a few of my favorite jewels around me, I I might like that. Let's hope that's uh, years and years and years from now, Pippa. Oh, yes. Yes. But I'll I'll make sure I won't leave you in the ditch. But who knows on this adventure? (laughs) Feel free to leave me in a ditch should I fall anywhere. Pippa, you know your eyes are the first thing that's going to rot. Well, yeah, but there's no need to replace them with gra- with glass ones, you know? Oh, I see. You don't want you don't 
care if they're preserved. I see. That's- well, I guess if you made them out of sapphires. <laughs> Doesn't that, <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> this one, he nods a little bit more towards Pippa than Manette. It's like, I know usually after a foe goes down, we take anything on their remains. Is is there a, a rule for how long? Like, do we take the, what, what, how do you call it, the sweet loot off of these people? <laughs> or is there like a time limit? I'm not going to lie, Braxis. I was thinking about it. But I would feel like we'd be inviting some kind of curse. Right. I'd like to, you know, see if there's any scent of evil in this room. So I'm going to detect evil on the oh, sarcophagi. <laughs> uh, which sarcophagi are you detecting evil on? Oh, um, d- did we come together in the center? Did we decide or am I still by this one over here? I think I think I would go towards the one in the center and, and start with that one. This one here. Abraxas reaches over kind of motions to Nadia's like this is just for some extra protection. And he doesn't do quite that, you know, the little cross thing people do when they bless, but something very similar. And I imbue Nadia with uh, magical energy to protect them from harm. Uh, uh, i.e. plus one resistance to saves. Thank you very much. Good idea, Braxis, after we already had one horrible fiend come at us. Hopefully this will help, just in case. The sarcophagi in front of you does glow faintly with evil. Well then, yeah, let's steal their stuff. Uh, no, I think that's not advisable. I I get the sense that whatever is in here may come alive, or... I suppose alive is not the right word, huh? Undead. (laughs) (laughs) Those disgusting creatures. I wouldn't touch them is what I'm saying. I don't, I don't advise that, but I'm not going to, well, harshly stop you. That's just my, I'll defer to your good judgment in this case. You're probably right. I just, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, look at the ring on that one, (laughs) you know, and I, I understand the impulse I, I see where you're coming from. Actually, the all the bodies are very uh, not filled with loot. So, oh, okay. Well, then never mind. Pippa's lost all interest. <laughs> Why the hell are we wasting our time here? He just equates dead things now to having loot on him from adventuring <laughs> with Pippa and Odessa for so long. Despite moral ambiguity, I would tell you whether or not there was things of value on them. That's up to you guys to choose whether or not you would take them. So. Yeah. Yes, so that's the room. Your next, the entryway to the next room, as you can see, is past the sarcophagi. Nobody has detect magic, do they? I, I do. I prepared that that power is granted to me by the very essence of Galarian, but not light. <laughs> <laughs> In hindsight, uh, maybe I should have gone with that. Yeah, maybe a little less important, but still, it may be useful. Um, my nerves, it may just be my nerves telling me, but... Maybe check that doorway for magic? You can't really check for magic traps, can you, Pippa? I can't, but I don't think there's any such thing as too nervous in this situation. Abraxas, if you uh, if you would. I start focusing, waving my hands. And this is Abraxas's slight spin. His uh, casting's a little different, where he actually also kind of smells the air as well as part of his casting. Do I smell any magic there, Dustin? <laughs> you do not see or smell any magic around the door. However, there is a magical glow in the sarcophagi in front of you. Oh, is that where the evil's coming from? Yes, but what you see that is glowing appears to be a spear. Like, you can kind of see it because the top Ooh, half is open. That spear. And there is one slight difference to the noble in this sarcophagi. Uh, his eyes are closed. 
He's super going to attack us if we try to take that spear. <laughs> Spears imbued with magic. Jess wants that spear, but Manette would be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> if we, I mean, if we want to force this situation anyway, then I, I say that Pippa's curiosity is just too strong. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, and I think that she really is kind of like looking for anything that may be of value in this room for us to take away. She's going to be like, all right. I guess I'll get my analchemist fire out. Just brace yourselves. It might it might be fine. It might be fine, but... Uh, yeah, Manette is not... I mean, she's not going to stop her, but she is going to It's a magic spear. <laughs> As you guys are sitting there arguing, you notice, looking at the noble, that its eyes suddenly shoot open, and you see milky white eyeballs. Uh, and it raises up to attack. So roll for initiative. See, oh, it was going to attack us anyway. <laughs> We might as well take his stuff. Pippa, what did you get? I got a nine, my dude. Abraxas? 18. Uh, Manette? Four. Oh my god. <laughs> At least one of us rolled well. This armored skeleton gets, stands up on top of the sarcophagus and stands in a battle-ready pose. Its weapon, a long spear, uh, Abraxas, you actually see it slightly glow from the magic, which makes it even more intimidating for you. And you see the white sockets of his eyes actually start to glow a fiery blue. And he slams a tower shield down in front of himself. And you hear him go, and he's all of a sudden nothing. And that's his turn. I'm going to do a spellcraft then, baby. Yeah, it's Abraxas' turn, so go for it. 15 plus 5, so 20 altogether. He cast True Strike on himself. Ah, huff, puff. Brace yourselves, ladies. His aim will be true. All right, I'm going to lob my Alchemist Fire. Ooh, that is very nice. 22. A 22 will hit. That is two points of fire damage. He goes, oh. (laughs) And I... (laughs) I, my torch clatters to the ground again as Abraxas shifts into wolfy form. That's all I got. Nadia is up. She better run. Or better toss run. and run. I'm like, rawr, 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 rawr. Nadia steps back to keep maximum distance from the skeleton champion. But she realizes she can't actually take him because right now he has full cover. So she is going to take a ready to action that if he lowers his shield at all, she will be firing her composite longbow at his face. And that ends her turn. It is now Pippa's turn. What would you like to do? Pippa is going to attempt to sneak around the side of the coffin that's kind of like on the uh, upper left side of the screen. That's a full movement for her teeny tiny hobbit legs. So that is going to be the end of her turn. Okay. And your mage armor is still active, correct? Yeah. Mage armor should still be active. It's hours per level, isn't it? Yeah. One hour per level. So I'm, it's, I've got three hours before that turns off. And yeah, so just I just imagine her just kind of trying to like hold in the urge to just shriek her head off um, and just scrabbling over the dusty stone to hide behind the, the essentially let's call it let's call it what it is cower behind <laughs> this sarcophagus Minette you're up what do you want to do well I can't make an attack against him from the front which is what I would like to do so instead oh that true strikes got pain in the ass so that would be a double move for me to get okay. here 
and that's okay. where I'm moving and I can't do anything else. So I am now behind the skeleton. Well, the skeleton is very happy because you are behind him so he can leave the sh- shield up behind him. With his movement, he planted the tower shield. And uh, because all he's doing is going to turn around and attack, he takes out his spear. He is humming and his spear starts to glow and he is cast smite on his spear and he goes to attack uh, Manette. Smite good. Good thing it's smite. It's smite good so it, or smite evil so it doesn't work on you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it does a 29 hit. Yeah. You take zero. Yes. 13 points of damage. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> How does Manette feel right now? How's Manette doing? Angry. <laughs> She's okay, though. <laughs> okay. Abraxas, it is your turn. All right. Abraxas is going to charge up to the shield, and he's going to want to toss that away from the skeleton. So that is a 20. You knock it over with no problem. You know, As you knock it over and it clings to the gown, the skeleton growls. <laughs> Growl right back at him. And, and actually with that, Nadia is going to go ahead and take her shot. Even though you're in the line of sight, she's going to take it at a negative four. Critical threat. <gasps> Nadia, yes. And let's see if she hits. That is a that is a 20, exactly what she needed to hit. Go, Nadia. So Nadia takes out her composite longbow and this stretches it out with precision and aims. And she looks at the skeleton and just shoots him right between the eyes. Roll me a critical hit card there. Oh, deep hurting. Double damage and target is fatigued. She does 25 points of damage to the Ooh. skeleton. Part of the skeleton's skull just shears off. And what you see underneath the, the skull is just this burning, like, blue flame that where the brain should have been. And he is immune to fatigue, so nothing happens there. If a skeleton could be bloodied, he is looking bloodied. Um, Damn, th- That was a majorly hit, big hit. Uh, and it's actually Nadia's turn again. She does not have rapid reload, however, so she takes her move turn to reload. And she fires again. She does not roll a critical hit, but she does roll an 18. So Damn. an 18 uh, plus five is a 23. So she does hit and she does. Holy shit, I rolled another eight. Why can't I roll this good with my yeah. bad guys? She does basically the same thing. She like takes advantage of that aim she got from that first shot. She takes her bow back and fires it and kind of aims just to the left. And it actually shears off another part of his skull. So now it just looks like a blue... A magical flame hanging at the top of his head it makes the room glow like a torch. That ends Nadia's turn because she is happy where she is. Pippa, it is now your turn. Okay, so now that uh, Abraxas has dealt with the tower shield issue, Pippa is going to sneak up behind the sarcophagus that the skeleton came out of. She's going to get up next to Abraxas and she's going to summon that newly discovered ability within her where she's able to sever an undead creature from the magic that's animating them and cast disrupt undead does a 14 hit a 14 does hit touch yay yeah yay Range for raise attacks for the win roll me damage max damage come on yeah round four points of damage so he takes that directly to the chest and like if a pebble hits the water how it kind of ripples out that's Mm kind of how it looks like when it hits his chest it's disrupting all the magic that's keeping him together Uh, and he's not looking good Manette it is your turn I am going to take a big swing with that flank hells yeah ooh critical threat oh yes I'm gonna get a card ready why can't I confirm aww 15, yeah, no confirma. But that is the hit. Seven. 
Yeah, he's he's still up. Uh, you know, he looks about the same condition. You are whittling him down for sure. I rolled like crap, seriously. This blows. <laughs> the skeleton looking very weak and very, very angry. Uh, and he realizes he can't really go anywhere with taking out taking attack so opportunity. He takes his spear and raises it up and slams it to the ground and a radiant energy flows out from the center of him. So oh. he, as a swift action, can channel. So he does a channel where it radiates out and it hurt, hits all of you guys for six points of damage. Ooh. And then he does it once again as part of his normal action oh. and he heals for another six points. Well, at least I'm rolling good on both sides. Uh, So he (laughs) has brought back six points of life and hurt you all for six. So he's going to take a five step. So thus he nullifies the chance for a flank. I'm going to step up. Oh, your step up ability. Nice. We're inside now. No more snow. snow. Oh, (laughs) snow. That's what you get. And I'm pretty sure that just happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow. I like how it, the no snow misses Abraxas up. Manette's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Abraxas, it is your turn. You just saw this beast irradiate two circles of energy and heal himself up and hurt all of you guys. Abraxas is going to take a little jump forward, which puts him directly to the left of the skeleton and nip at his heels. I'm rolling two die 20s. One of them is for my attack and the other one's for the trip attempt. Okay. Oh, rainbow dice, you guys. Uh, You're so good. That is a 21 for the bite. That's a hit. That is six points of damage from my bite. And my combat maneuver is going to be a 19 to trip. You do not trip him. And you did do some serious damage. So tell me, what does this look like when when you wolf out and just completely do this? Like, what? Do, how do you trip him and bite? So since Abraxas has some experience with skeletal creatures from the Hunter's Lodge, he's going to go for the same kind of area, like right below the knee and just sink in and crunch as hard as he can. And he's going to try to just yank with a downward motion, but he's definitely putting a lot of pressure with his jaw. So hopefully he's hearing some cracks underneath that sounds horrifying <laughs> gross <laughs> he's going for the gristle dustin you know how it is when you go for the gristle of the bone get that marrow <laughs> give me some give me some marrow uh it is nadia's turn nadia moves now she does not have the negative four and she moves to attack and she does not hit him he, she lines up the shot thinking she has it but seeing you too, she's worried about hitting you because she aims a little farther to the right than she means to. And it just goes into the wall behind her. And that ends her turn. Yeah. I would imagine he has partial cover behind that table too, doesn't he? Yep. From her. Pippa, it's your turn. What would you like to do? Yeah. So she's feeling, I think probably a little shaky, a little feverish from getting hit with his channel smite. But she's going to shakily stumble her way over to behind this other sarcophagus directly behind him. And uh, she's going to go to attempt to disrupt the magic, keeping him upright again. 18 to hit on touch. That is a hit? Yeah. Five points of damage. Oh, ow. He is looking like he doesn't have much life left in him, but he is still up. He is fighting for dear life. Good gravy. I still think, Abby, you need a magic item that's like an expandable table where you activate a charm and a table appears over you. (laughs) 
I should look into figuring out how to make that work mechanically. Tables are the best cover. Instead of summon monster one, you take summon mo- summon table. It summon table. Be... I just love the idea of every time you summon a table, somebody's like kitchen table disappears. I oh. love this idea. <laughs> Let's do it. That sounds hilarious. Okay, Manette, it is your turn. What would you like to do? You have taken a lot of damage, but so has this creature. What are you? What is Manette thinking? You know, she has been in this situation a lot recently, and it is has sort she? of freaking her out. <laughs> she sure has. She has nearly died basically three times since she has joined this party. She's not feeling great about it. She is at nearly half health, but at the same time... She's not going to let it deter her. She thinks that she can overcome this foe, and she's going to take a five-foot step to the other side of this skeleton gentleman. She wants that flank. And <laughs> she's going to take another swing, a big arcing swing. That's a 17 to hit. That is a miss. A darn it. So you go up to hit him. It could have been a critical almost like where you would have sliced through his head, but there's no skull there anymore. So you just went right through it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Swift action. She is going to lay on hands. Okay. For five points. Okay. Does that end her turn? That does end her turn. It is feeling a little weak. So it's going to do a full withdraw. And that ends his turn. Abraxas, it is your turn. He ran away like a little wimp. There's no running away from battle. Abraxas is in full-on chase after the mailman's car mode, running, (laughs) um, dodging in between the sarcophagus, full run, full sprint to get right next to this skeletal coward, right up to his face. Nadia looks, um, and she's going to have to move, double move to get a cleaner line of sight because there's just too much cover for her there. She's going to, it's going to, lower her chances pretty significantly so she just moves and she draws her bow ready for the next fight uh and it is pippa's turn uh so pippa is she saw braxis just take off after the skeleton uh so she is going to try to kind of rush in there herself but she uh you know she's on her stumpy little little halfling legs this sarcophagi is definitely it's at least her height she's only three feet tall it's actually five feet tall, so... It's a five feet tall, Whoa. so she's going to have to really scrunch down <laughs> and then leap for it, but... Roll me an acrobatics. Okay. That definitely uh, should probably pass. Does a 24 make it? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that you start running at, uh, as Pippa, and you do, like, this somersault up on top. Badass. Yeah. And just plant your perfectly... What would you like to do? Front handspring right up yeah. on there. <laughs> Front handspring, like she brings out some ninja moves she didn't even know she had. <laughs> Running like a coward almost never works. Unless it's under a table, right? Unless it's under a table. <laughs> that's strategic. That's not cowardice. That's that's advanced tactics. And that was like a ton of battles. This guy is fighting four people who are much lower level than him, so. Okay, so that was a 23 against touch. Ooh. And five points of damage. So this ray shoots out of your hand and it shoots over and through and just grows right into the head. That's already half severed thanks to Nadia. You get right inside the blue, what that seems to be the power of this creature. And it just, it goes inside. And for a second, you you think you miss because nothing happens. And then it just gets sucked up into itself. And the skeleton 
champion falls to the ground and dies. Pippa, you are so cool. <laughs> she knows that that was a super cool move, and she is by nature kind of a, kind of a performer. So she's just going to roll her shoulders. Well, you can get you can take that spear now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, I need to see what's up with that spear. Roll me a spellcraft. I'm, I'll I'll go. Uh, I'll aid you. Twenty four. Plus two. Okay. This is a Spear of the Watchful Guardian. This magically strengthened bronze tip plus one spear enables its wielder to better face a variety of foes, originally created by priests for use by their temple guards. A Spear of the Watchful Guardian also grants its wielder arcane aid to strike true. Once per day as a standard action, the wielder of a Spear of the Watchful Guardian can alter the physical properties of the weapon, allowing it to bypass damage reduction of one of the following Mm -hmm. types. Bludgeoning, cold iron, silver, or slashing. The change lasts five minutes. In addition, if the wielder of the Spear of the Watchful Guardian fails an attack roll, an immediate action once per day can retroactively add a plus one competence bonus on that roll. If the bonus is enough to make the failure a success, the attack roll succeeds. Finally, a Spear of the Watchful Guardian sharpens the senses of its wielder, granting her a plus two insight bonus on perception checks. Oh my god. Okay, so Abraxas. Oh my god, and it gives I... you a plus two insight bonus to perception checks too. Oh my god. Nice. Abraxas, you and I need to decide. <laughs> oh, that's that is right up your alley. You find a bag on the the guardian. Uh inside of it is several uh, finely cut diamonds. And you also find a it seemed to be his probably drinking goblet. Maybe it was his favorite goblet when he was a, a alive. And uh, if somebody wants to roll me an appraise, I can tell you what's all that's worth. Oh, I'll <laughs> appraise it and probably take that drinking goblet to. Oh, you know, I'll assist. By the way, praise my victory. Uh, that's going to be a twenty. A twenty. I got a fifteen, so I do a aid. Yes. You see that it is actually a gold goblet worth about five hundred gold, and the bag of uh, diamonds is probably worth about a thousand gold. Dang. I'll uh, I'll hang on to these. That's probably a good idea. Yes, that would be wise. I think at this point, Manette is starting to <laughs> just sort of let those things go. <laughs> Not that she she wouldn't stop you, anyways, but. Well, but starting to trust that I'm I'm not hoarding the money. Yes. <laughs> I'm making sure you can't like pay for our drinks tonight with a fistful of diamonds is what I'm doing. <laughs> also, I, and I apologize, I forgot to mention there is also a mithril sir- shirt on the Ooh. skeleton. Ooh, somebody could Yikes. definitely use that. I think Pippo, what's your you can use that without taking a penalty, right? I forget how that works. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, what size is it? It is large sized. Yeah. Okay. So Pippa can't use that. I don't know if Pippa would be completely ready to get rid of her glamour shirt. Like, she- I mean, hell no. It's serving her very well right now. She looks amazing and she's protected. <laughs> yeah. I, I forgot that would inhibit your casting anyways. You need something like a, a cloak of resistance or something like that. Ultimately, yeah, because right now I've got a, a negative on my casting. But You guys are pretty confident that this room has been cleaned out of anything of value. When you look down the passageway, it seems to be a long hallway. Oh, before we move on any further, Manette, come hither. The air smells like um, 
just like right where the dirt does when the first rain hits it. There's that kind of smell. That kind of smell wafts into your senses as you get eight points of healing. Oh, tight. Thank you so much. Do you want to chew on the skeleton bones there, Abraxas? Maybe. I might put one in my bag. Does does it work for Thundead? Does it have to be fleshy? Oh, no. Oh, no. I can't recover hit points like that. It has to be an Note animal to self, bring out or a creature. More undead hey. creatures. <laughs> yeah, I'd- I'll disrupt them all. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be sorry. Um, so what do you guys want to do? Well, I mean, what does Nadia want to do? Nadia, do you still want to proceed? This is getting very dangerous. Yes, we must continue. She almost seems to be in a trance. Manette, I would say that you have this hot and cold thing every time you're weighing in your mind whether to continue or not. If you are thinking maybe we should stop, your tattoo gets a little cold. But the moment you're like, okay, maybe we should continue, it stays warm. This is interesting. I I feel that Kepri is telling me to continue. How do you all feel? I'll follow your judgment uh, as that's your god. I trust your judgment, Manette. I, uh... I'm not going to let you guys go in and do it alone. So I'll I'll go. I'm coming. But I just want to, for the record, say, I think we should turn back. But, you know. I understand. You got to do what you got to do. We will have more chances to turn back, I think. But I know that Kepri will guide us and keep us safe. And I just think we we need to move forward. I don't uh, I don't believe much in Kepri, but I do believe in your ability to keep us going. So hey. <laughs> let's go. Watch it. <laughs> Nadia starts walking down the hall, and she walks down about 30 feet before she stops, and she's looking down at something. Hmm. I'm, I'm right there behind her. You speak Assyrian? Yes. Minute? Yes. So it's in an old Assyrian, so why don't you just roll me like a knowledge nobles? 17. Basically, there's an arrow that points to the left, and there's a door there that says wisdom. And then another one, and you think this is kind of funny because this is like this really monkish kind of saying wisdom this way. And then on the other one, there's a one that says closet. (laughs) (laughs) And they're both closed doors, and the hallway actually comes to an end. So you either have to take a left or right or turn around. Interesting. Well, I think that if we go left towards uh, what I'm reading here, it says closet. So maybe there are things in there. Maybe there are traps in there. I have no idea. But to the right, it says wisdom, which take that as you will, I guess. I'm not sure what they were getting at with that. Seems like there's going to be something, some sort of test. That's my best guess. Wisdom's always a good door to uh, select. There's always the wise. <laughs> yes, path we have to take wisdom or closet. <laughs> and Manette is really laughing at that. <laughs> the closet. Well, this place is really well maintained and orderly. <laughs> I suppose that makes some sort of sense. I say we skip the closet. I say let's go. Let's go for wisdom. All right. Okay. I'll take that your seems... lead on this one. What does your tattoo say? No, oh, that's a good point. Oh, yeah, good question. <laughs> what does my tattoo say? <laughs> it, it just stays warm. It doesn't really give that good of direction. That figures. Uh, I was about to say, watch it. Watch it be It's more of a wane and woe thing. Like, if you turn around and start going the opposite way, it's going to go, wait, you need to go the other way. Not necessarily a fine point. Turn left at the wisdom marker. Right. It's not GPS. It's no. not God. <laughs> 
pointing system. It already <laughs> it already knows when you were changing your mind about not going. Yeah, and it already pointed out Crab Rock to us, so that's pretty good. Uh, who's opening the door? I'm gonna take the lead on this one. I will take point. Does this get the Pippa Pippa a door seal of approval? Yeah, let me uh, let me check that first, Manette. Just make sure that there's nothing. Well, I mean, not that there hasn't been nasty stuff in here, but nothing nasty on the door. Good idea. No, lo- no falling logs. <laughs> I'm telling you, never again. I hear stories All right. so often of these uh, falling logs. <laughs> I don't think there's any falling logs around here, but let me check. Uh, 22? It, you actually, with that, you check both doors, and they seem to be just normal unlocked doors. They're not even locked. Oh, cool. I'd actually like to take a look in that closet then, too, before we even... Okay. So you open the closet door first? Yes. Uh, This closet room is mostly empty. However, you see some containers that seem to be once, like, embalming fluid, maybe. You're not totally sure, but it seems kind of like what you've seen as containers of embalming fluid. Uh, You see a broom, and you see a mop and a bucket. That's it. Well, nothing interesting in here. So do you open the door? Do you open the other door? Yes. Hieroglyphs cover the walls of this 40 by 40 chamber. Uh, In the center, against the wall on the far end, you see a hooded figure facing the wall, and you hear this... (laughs) Hear it constantly, just mumbling of some sort. This must be the wisdom room. That's very sneaky of us. We're all laughing at Abraxas's joke. Oh, well, that, sorry, that wasn't appropriate. <laughs> That's okay. I'm already clanking around. There's no point in trying to... <laughs> Pippa's given up on, like, any kind of stealth in here because, like, at least the snow outside occasionally muffles Manette's footsteps. Big echoes but in, in this here, room. it just echoes. Pippa's just kind of going to sigh and follow. <laughs> chunk, 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 chunk. <laughs> so, so you see this creature across the room. What would you like to do? Is that, does that thing smell evil? That's right, yes. I'd like to take a look at that myself. So, yeah, I'm going to detect evil on our bad boy over there. It is probably one of the most evil things you've ever detected. Very evil! And I pull out my scimitar. <laughs> I'll pull out my my spear. It doesn't seem to be paying any attention to us. Do you think maybe Pippa could sneak attack? Since it's not, you know... Yeah, I mean, Dustin, can I roll a perception check to see if it's noticed me? It hasn't noticed anything. It's facing the wall. What else is in this room other than this creature? It's just a big, giant, empty room full of hieroglyphics all along the wall and up and down it. Kind of like you think this creature may have been writing this stuff. It's not etched in it. Crazy chalk scribbles on the wall kind of stuff. Does it smell familiar like any creature I've run into before? Does it have like a familiar scent? It's a smell of tar, which smells like your tar ball. I smell tar on this creature. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know. What's a? Uh, I wonder what knowledge I could roll. Like, is is this? Is there any uh, knowledge roll I could make that would tell me? The robe gives it cover. You got. You just know it's some humanoid standing figure, and it's talking to itself, and it's just facing the wall. But we can't tell if it's alive or undead or. Nope. Unless you had, like, detect undead or something like that. You have no idea what it is. Oh, Pippa just kind of shrugs at them. It's still radiating evil out, Manette. You see it just kind of like, it's like almost like little tethers of evil just radiating out from it. Her nostrils flare. She is, like, itching to kill this thing. So she approaches it and says, turn and face us. 
doesn't turn. It just goes. Rah, 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 rah. Manette, just just whack its head off. I don't know that I feel comfortable attacking something that's clearly overwhelmingly evil. Well, no, I mean the evil is <laughs> <laughs> the evil is compelling me to attack it, but the fact that it won't fight. Well, maybe if I take a swing, it will fight. I mean, isn't that great? Don't we love that? <laughs> <laughs> While this is going on, Abraxas is going to bring out his uh, a little uh, holly from his uh, pouch, uh, put it up to his forehead, and like the other hand's going to do kind of like a ninja type symbol. And um, you see him kind of get a little bit more muscle mass. His yellow eyes turn brown and his eyes dilate. Um, and uh, his hair gets really like bristly and shaggy, well, shaggier than it is already. And his beard, so he's already got a beard, but it starts growing out a little bit more. I've just uh, cast Aspect of the Bear. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy. So just fancy. ready. I'm imagining the bear from uh, Avatar. Okay, well, to try and provoke it, uh, I'm going to move up next to it and take a stab. Just a straightforward stab. I rolled a 23. Uh, Does anybody go up with her, or do you guys kind of just let her go up by herself? Um, I was still casting while she was doing this, so... Yeah, Pippa's kind of nervously hanging back in the doorway. And Nadia stays back too, but she does have her bow drawn. And it's a good thing you all did, because as she fire, as she goes into that, a blast of fire shoots out from this creature. Oh, great. And it's a fireball trap. And I need you to roll me a reflex save. That's a bad one <laughs> for <That> me. <laughs> Just a all, bad one for all me. All the corridors and all the doors that I checked <laughs> on the way in here, and I forgot to check the <laughs> fucking room. <laughs> we got, the sim threw us off. Damn it. Oh, my God. You rolled a one. Okay. You rolled a one? So uh, it's 4d6. Oh, my God. So I rolled a one. That's four. Jeez, Jess. You've been rolling like 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, and and then the one. And now you rolled a one. Seven and a six. So that's 13 points of damage. How you doing, girl? Good. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> After the as it explodes, little pieces of black tar fall over and they light on fire, but it doesn't really do anything to you. You've already taken the, the brunt of the damage. I would say that the tar is part of the damage. But a little coin follows falls to the ground and you notice um I'm not even going to make you roll a spellcraft, but basically it's magically enchanted to radiate evil. And it also speaks and mumbles in tongues. It goes, Oh my God, that is, wow, that sucks. That's a fucked up trap. I turn around with my eyebrows burnt off and I say, well, they really got me with that one. (laughs) I don't think any paladin can resist that one. No, that was a very, yeah. That was a targeted oh, trap. You said you smelled tar. Oh, oh God, that's oh, true. God. Oh, we're so stupid. We're a bunch of wangs. <laughs> I made the perfect Manette trap. You did. You really did. Manette, are you okay? I mean, I'm all right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm singed, a little bit singed. You don't have any hair. <laughs> I wish this was Dungeon World because I would totally give you the singed 
tag right now. <laughs> oh, you have all the different tags on Dungeon World. Yeah. I take off my long, long hair. I think just the ends of my hair are burnt. My eyebrows yeah. are definitely gone. Like your hair is smoking. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get some coal when you get back and put it over your eyebrows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you do notice, though, is once the creature is cleared from the area, there seems to be a door, not like a trap door that you could go down, but a safe door underneath the tar creature of trap fire. Okay, well, I'm paranoid now, so maybe, Pippa, could you take a look at this door? I was just about to say, like, well, now maybe after the fireball has, you know, singed your eyebrows clean off. I'm just going to go touch myself in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's true. Sorry, I can't touch you anymore. I'm fresh out of of cures. Fresh out of juice. (laughs) I rolled a 26. It is clear of traps. Um, there's a small little lock on it, but I'm not even going to make you roll for me. It's like one of those little toy locks, like the little tiny ones. So you just pop it right open, and there you go. So you guys got to look what's inside? Uh, yes. Yeah. So you open it up, and you see... Another fire demon ball. Yeah, <laughs> another fire <laughs> tar person of fire. No, what you see is, think like the Jumanji box. It's, oh, it's no. a board game. It's not Jumanji. Don't <laughs> it's just not designed that way. Hey, like to roll the dice. Start. This became um, a 14 episode oh, yeah, arc. <laughs> Manette, you instantly recognize this. This is something that your family has had. It's called a game of fortune passing. I know this. All of this was to protect a board game? Well, there must be something more to it. Do we have to play it? Let me read you the description of this. I dibs on the top hat. <laughs> this wooden box contains a popular assyrian board game called senet which i kind of think is funny considering your name is manette uh a game which has been played since the earliest days of assyrians first age 10 pawns two sets of five carved from petrified wood and stored within the box the top of the box serves the game board with three rows of 10 square inches two characters can play the game against each other or a single character can play against the game itself which animates to play against its opponent so it is magical and you do some see some runic carvings so if people want to do their little spell crafting mumbo jumbo i can tell you more oh yeah i have a plus seven to spell craft Go for it. I will aid. 27. All right. While a mundane Senate game emulates the journey into the afterlife, a game of fortunate passing exerts genuine influence over the player's fate. It's said that a winner gets the protection and favor of the gods of ancient Assyrian. A game of Senate takes 30 minutes to play. At the end of this time, the players make opposed intelligent checks. Whoever wins the check wins the game. If playing against the game itself, the game has an effective intelligence of plus four. Winning a game of Senate with the with the game of Fortitude passing charges one of the game's pawns with magic. For the next 24 hours, the winner gains a plus two luck bonus on skill checks and saving throws against fear and death effects. Once used, a pawn loses all magic, becoming a normal playing piece. A game of fortunate passing has 10 pawns. Once all 10 pawns have been used, the item becomes a mundane Senate game set. Does anything negative happen to the loser? Nope. Well, I mean, I am immune to fear effects, so... But not death effects. Not death effects, but... (laughs) I think you would be more excited because you haven't seen this game in ages. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm like, this is my childhood. This is something 
Manette is just very like, oh, it's so nostalgic. And I, I love this game. It's something I played a lot with my aunts. So once you take the box out underneath, you see a small hole and you see what used to be writing, but it looks like part of it was scratched out. And it just says at the end, godliness. Godliness. Is that in, it's in Osirian? It's missing. Yeah, in Osirian, it's like missing part of it got worn away or something like that. And so basically it's dot, 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 because you can't see what it says. And it says godliness. So like cleanliness. Oh, maybe we need to... Take it to the closet. <laughs> there was a mop a in there. We should clean up. <laughs> Spray some Windex on it. <laughs> Fantasy Windex. <laughs> All right. Well, I believe, I mean, the phrase does go cleanliness is close to godliness. Maybe we need to clean something. The word, perhaps. So do you go into the other room? Yes. Oh, I think, so I mean, I'm yes. imagining Nadia's gotten bored and is already gone. <laughs> well, there's not, no place where to go. There's only these two rooms. Nadia goes into the closet and I'm going to roll her perception. She looks around and she grabs the mop, looking at it for a few minutes. And as she turns it upside down, the strings around the mop fall down. And that looks like a key hidden underneath the mop. Oh. Well, we're glad you came along, Nadia. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I we, guess we blew uh, right past that <laughs> you put the mop into the keyhole in the floor at first nothing happens then the entire room begins to shake as the blocks of the floor begin to drop down creating a spiral stairway interesting well Ooh. I'd say we've gotten to the part of this tomb that's what Nadia was actually hoping to use it for shall we let us The stone spiraling stairway eventually gives way to delicate wood planks, crawling with termites and decaying with time. They do appear stable, but the creaking is enormously loud. Manette's concern of Kirk being quiet is nothing compared to even you, Pippa, on these steps. There's no stealth roll you could check that would be able to go down these quietly. Well, I hate this then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The moment you all get to the bottom and the last step, the stairs immediately start closing back up again and folding back up, leaving you in complete darkness. We still have torches, right? Like it extinguishes our torches? Yes, actually it does extinguish our <gasps> torches. Okay, well I pull out a new torch. And does it light when I try to light As it? As you're trying to light it up, Manette, you feel your tattoo getting warmer again, really warm. The room starts to glow a little bit, and you see there is no entrance or exit. Okay, she definitely takes a pause and, you know, stops what she's doing, and... Oh, crap. This is damned unsettling. Yeah, I, this is a problem. Um, I think Manette moves into the room and very slowly, <laughs> so slower a little clank, clank. Clank. <laughs> Both sides of the wall start closing in on you guys. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, damn it. Trash compactor no! in the desktop. <laughs> you guys walked into the trash compactor. I detect magic. Much like the rock lobster, or excuse me, much like the rock crab at the, the lobster. Outside, at the room glows awash with dis- different symbols. All the symbols of different gods. Some gods you notice, some gods are probably way older than you all. Um, and you see one with a... Uh, the Capri one? Scarab. Oh, I see it over here. Manette, I need your touch over here. Yeah, I, I immediately go where he tells me and put my hand where the Scarab is. 
You touch the symbol and in an instant, the entire room lights up in a blinding white light. Pippa, you are having flashback to just a few days ago when you experienced something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this does not last as long like the other ones. Manette, you feel very warm and it's not coming from your symbol. It feels like the Assyrian desert. It feels like home to you. When the light begins to dissolve, you find yourself outside in a warm desert. In front of you, you see a long reflecting pool. On the far end is a time-eroded statue, but it seems to be connected to a spring because water is flowing out of it and into the pond. You see a tall, gray, feathered reptilian creature decked out in a stylish, iridescent blue-plated armor who seems to be wearing a glass monocle in his right eye and a long scar down the left side of his face. Despite that, he looks somewhat laid back. Do we all see this, Justin? You all see it. Okay. Oh, Are we all, all in the, the desert? desert? You're all in the desert. Oh, Braxis is now the Odessa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm burning up over here. But I'm glad we're not in the room, so, but... Yeah, Abraxas is panting and Manette is breathing so shakily. She's like nearly in tears. Come, I have been expecting you for ages now. I understand tombs are no fun to fight through. Why does it always have to be tombs? Why can't it be gardens or outdoor markets, magic shops or taverns? Yes, classy taverns would be fun. Oh, I'm sorry. Where's my manners? I'm Surog. Surog, where, how, how did we, what's going on? I'm sorry, I don't have time for formalities. You are much later than I expected you. I hope you brought the girl. I have ran through my equations and calibrations. We only have a little more time. You, he points to Nadia, give the gem to Manette. Yes, Manette, she is a paladin of Kepri. Not the best for this. I wish it could be a paladin or cleric of literally any other god, but she should work. Sureg looks at Manette. Get the gem, girl. We don't have much time. Okay, uh... Manette reaches out her hand, kind of still shaking and very confused, and doesn't know even why she's listening, but is listening. <laughs> um, so you get the bag from Nadia? Yes, if she's handing it over, yeah. Sureg walks over to Manette and takes the bag. He's like, what is this? Why is the gem shattered? It, it was evil. It was containing her soul. It was trapping her. The gem was not evil. The doll was evil. Oh. Sureg looks a little annoyed. Well, we must try anyway. We must try to at least give this girl soul peace. Uh, Sirag goes into, goes to the table and grabs a bowl and brings it back to Manette and pours the dust into the bowl. Now take this and stand under the fountain quickly. Uh, yes, okay. And Manette does as she's told because she's really freaked out. And <laughs> I mean, like, who wouldn't in this situation? <laughs> He's saying it so commandingly. She's just, okay, yeah. Abraxas is actually strangely calm. You got to remember he's a druid and they've got all sorts of different rituals. Yeah. So he's, it seems very odd for him, but he's no stranger to weird rituals. So he's just kind of standing kind of in a respectful manner and just kind of waiting this is this is what's odd about it is all of you feel at peace you don't feel like you're going to get screwed or something bad's going to happen you all feel at peace which is kind of an ear probably is i would say kind of freaky on its own yeah that's also probably why manette is listening because she's so just 
you know. Uh, now, what you are about to see might be a bit weird, but I'm sure you guys are used to that at this point. Uh, I'm assure you Manette will be okay. What? Please do not attempt to interrupt the process. Now, you- wait just a minute. What are you going to do to her? We don't have time. And he points to Nadia and he goes, quickly, get into this spot. And he points to a spot in the pool. It's okay, Pippa. All right. So Rog, look over to what appears to be a water clock. It's almost time. I just need to adjust the mirror. He moves over to the mirror and the sunlight hits it. It creates a beam that instantly flashes and reflects through a dozen, if not more, gems, each reflecting and refracting little gems in the pool. They begin to sparkle and glow, and everything around them starts to get darker and darker. The gems in the pool, however, seem to grow brighter and brighter. One by one, the gems lose their glow, as if they're charging up the preceding gem down the line. Two gems in front of Manette glow, so bright it hurts to look. At the same time, the light from both gems shoot forward towards Manette, but stop in front of the bowl. At the same time, you see Manette's life force seem to glow and flow into the bowl as well. Nadia closes her eyes to shield herself from the blinding light. Sarag calls out, Nadia, open your eyes. You don't have much time. You all see Thora, a happy, smiling Thora, looking at her mom. Mom! She yells out. Thora runs to hug her, and a shocked Nadia hugs her daughter back. My, My daughter, I never thought I would see you again. I'm so sorry I failed you. Thora looks up to her mom. You never failed me, mom. Corrupt and horrible people killed me. People you would have never been able to stop. But but I could have had them take me instead. You need to take care of my brothers and stay strong. You were all they have. Dad died a year ago. You, you're all that's left. Just know I don't blame you. Nadia smiles at her daughter, tears running down her face, and hugs her tight. Their faces are pressed together, and their tears are both flowing together. The light of the room begins to brighten, and you see Nadia just holding the spot where her daughter once was. Nadia looks around and looks at Sarag. I'm sorry it could not have been for longer. Diamond dust is so much more unstable. Sarag walks over to Nadia and helps her out of the pool and looks down. Well, that was something I hadn't accounted for. He reaches down and pulls a small green gemstone out of the water. He looks at it for a minute. I see. And he walks over to Manette. It looks like this is for you. Manette holds her hand out, takes the gem, accepts it. Sometimes when emotions run high and are almost magical... They create special objects. This gem seems to be a byproduct of the diamond dust from Thora and the tears of her loving mother and daughter coming together in the most extreme situation. Manette, when you hold the gem, much like a rock outside, it gets legs and begins to crawl up your body. Yes, much like a rock outside. Well, he means the rock, the crab rock. I, I know, I'm just... <laughs> I'm being a <laughs> how, does, how does Manette react? How does Manette react to this this little like gem creature crawling all over? Her? She immediately gasps and sort of jerks inward reflexively, and is staring at it, and then stares at Nadia, and then is looking back at the gem like, I I don't know what's going on, and what is this? <laughs> It keeps running around and searching all over, and it runs under your clothes and runs out and just like looking, 
all over. And finally, you feel it stop. Your tattoo's under your clothes, right? Your birthmark? It's on my... My birth tattoo is on my right arm near the shoulder. You finally feel it stop above your... Right at your tattoo. And on your tattoo, that birthmark scarab, there's one little small circle above it. You feel this feeling of, like, this is meant to be there kind of feeling. And all of a sudden, you just feel like a bite down. And you feel this sting of pain, but it quickly goes away. You have what I'm calling the Jewel of Kepri. You hear the gentleman in the back go, Kind of ostentatious, Kepri. Uh, you... You surprise me sometimes. Basically, what this means is your journey's been blessed by Capri, and the gem, although, like I said, it's rather ostentatious for him, is there to help once per day. You can use any healing spell, including supernatural abilities like Lay on Hands, as a ranged healing spell. You can also use any healing spell, including supernatural healing, as a channel-like ability, and you will heal your party for half the total rolled healing. So, for example, if you decide to use your Lay on hands as uh, this channel ability and you do 2d6 for your healing it's just half that and you heal everybody in a 30 foot radius and it's only your people so like you can do this when there's a bad guy standing in front of you and it's not going to heal them so that's so tight (laughs) you're so very cool you're so kind well 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 full of surprises I think it's time you should all be off now you have a witch queen promise to fulfill no I'm sure you will do great. Not as stylishly as I probably would. But nonetheless. Thank you. (laughs) Not as stylishly? I promise. I'll do it stylishly. (laughs) Sureg looks at you, Pippa, and he smiles and snaps his finger. And you are all back in Nadia's home. Just in time to see Odessa walking back through the snow, coming back after a long day of making bullets. Nobody tell her that we were in a warm climate. Shut up, Abraxas. <laughs> I know I'm all sweaty. I'm feeling miserable. I swear well, we're I'm cold now. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Chill air. The Fantastic Worlds Podcast <laughs> is a Fantastic Pods production. I would like to thank Amy Hankinson for writing our wonderful theme song, Sirenscape for the use of its sound effects and music, Paizo for the wonderful Reign of Winter Adventure Path, and all you listeners. Until next week, I am Dustin Alexander. You can reach me on Twitter at Dustin Alexander. I'm Abby. You can reach me on Twitter at Bonanza Famine. I'm Angel. You can reach me at Espinoza916. I'm Jess. You can reach me at Hank the Clank, all one word. I'm Kay. You can reach me at She's Lady Macbeth. <laughs> oh my That's god, I almost thought she was here for a second. Kay, you're back? <laughs> what? Please remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Please help us spread the word about the fantastic worlds by telling your friends, coworkers, families, rooftops, or anything else you can think of. We really appreciate it. If you do share, use the hashtag WorldsTraveler. So that way we can thank you for spreading the word. Your support makes a huge difference. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. Gracias. The Fantastic Worlds Podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission.
<laughs> yeah, this was a, f- a foregone it, This is gonna, just going to be fucked. Dustin, don't kill us during the holiday special. That is not in the oh, spirit of the holidays. He cannot. <laughs> you can't kill us while Odessa's out. That's got to be a rule. Oh, my God. We might get maimed fun. where we have to have like a penalty like if we lose an eye or something, I'm okay yeah, with that. But Nadia if you want to kill us, <laughs> well, I, you were out uh, making bullets. <laughs> Nadia comes back with three new people that she meets in the woods. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I just, I just like where's everybody? Well, we had a TPK and <laughs> Abby's uh, Abby's buried in a sarcophagus, fancy style like she wanted. Yeah, yeah. Manette and Abraxas <laughs> dumped their body anywhere. Just yeeted so, them uh, into a hole. <laughs> 